0: welcome to always andersonville the podcast i'm laura i'm heather wow heather is this your first time joining us on the podcast maybe yeah it sure is <laughs> well welcome today we are joined by Sadi yono owner of shy hair studio shy hair studio respects the difference between each customer's unique and creative style and works to adapt both into your life at Shy Hair Studio, they focus on your individual beauty and aesthetic needs with their undivided attention and commitment, and welcome all clients as friends. Come see why an experience at Shy Hair Studio feels like a refreshing escape at 1528 West Montrose. Welcome, Sadi. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. Why don't you start a little by telling us um, about yourself and your background?
2: Awesome. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Michigan and uh, Detroit suburbs. And I moved to Chicago uh, January 1st, 2013. Um, I My parents are born in Baghdad in Iraq. And so um, I'm first generation in the United States. And so I um, moved here and wanted to try a new scene in comparison to like good old fashioned suburbs in Detroit. And so I moved here with a dream of just like wanting to start fresh and just try something new. And uh, that's kind of my journey into Chicagoland. And so I was in school many years ago uh, in college to be a psychologist. And I was taking all these gen ed classes. And I ended up getting so burned out because of it that there was this inkling inside of me that like for some reason I just really loved the beauty industry. And so I decided to uh, let go of college and I started beauty school at a Paul Mitchell school back home. And I decided that like that was going to be the beginning of the rest of my life. And so I've never looked back since. And it's been a pretty awesome journey. And this year will be 10 years that I've been a hairstylist. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's been fun.
0: That's awesome. What were you maybe going to be with your psychology degree?
2: I wanted to be a psychologist for I just love the entire field in general. I love learning about the mind, and Gen uh, has just got the best of me. It was just such a burnout learning all these random classes that had nothing to do with the major, and so I decided to just, like, let it go. But, yeah, it's always been, like, a thought of, like, what would my life be like? But it's kind of the same thing in a way now because the more I see clients, the more of, like, a friendship and trust we build. So it's kind of fun because I still get to be, like, that therapist that people, like, actually do need. So it's pretty fun in, like, that way, but it's just – you know not the same of like you know medical aspect of it
0: well you opened your own salon shy on montrose when did you open that space and tell us more about Your business.
2: Yeah. So I um, moved here in 2013 and I worked at a few different salons. um, And I primarily like started off in the Boys Town area at the old Robert Jeffrey there. And then I moved to Andersonville's location and I was here for like a year and a half. I fell in love with Andersonville in general. It's just been like My heart and soul—it's kind of weird. I was so nervous to come to this area because all I knew was like Lakeview when I first like was visiting Chicago, and so when I came here, I didn't know what to expect. And so I just had this like love, and I never actually wanted to open a business. I was always just like, I'm happy being a hairstylist. I'm happy just working commission-based, and opening a business just sounds like so much work. And it was just really tough for me to gain clientele in Michigan, and that's why I moved here to kind of see what would happen. And about six months into working in Chicago, I noticed that all the clients kind of had to return to the salon versus like back home where everyone was doing hair out of their homes where it was super mad competition and everyone was charging less than the next person so they wouldn't really value my work there and so here it was kind of interesting because we have apartments and they're so small so you can't really like do hair out of an apartment and you have to go to a salon so people like had to depend on like their stylist to like be consistent be stable and so I would just give away all these like crazy discounts in the beginning just to get people to just try me out and then I started building and building and building and then six months months into it, I decided I'm going to open a business. I don't know when, I don't know how, but that's my future goal. And so I was here for about two and a half years and I decided I can't work for anybody else anymore. It was just like, I had this, it sounds crazy, but I just feel like uh, I'm the kind of personality where I'm super type A and extroverted that like a lot of people like to dim that shine. And so I decided like, I want to open a space where there's no competition. People feel like family. People feel like they can always come to someone and feel heard and like loved in that way. And not just because of the money that comes from being a hairstylist, it's also because of the personal connection, which I, I love. And so I opened my business. And I only two and a half years of living in Chicago with zero clients to do that, I think was a huge, uh, like, awesome experience for me and so i've been open actually august 22nd of this year 2019 will be four years so it's just been like a really awesome roller coaster but yeah it's been really awesome that's kind of how my journey started
0: oh well, congratulations so all four years old that's mm-hmm. exciting yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's gone by so fast too
0: and you know how long have you had like your oldest client
2: Some of my clients, they're about six years old because uh, they actually followed me. I was in Andersonville, then I went to Roscoe Village, then I came back to to Toujours, which is now Transistor. So it's kind of funny being in this room because it's like okay, this used to be like a facial room. (laughs) Like there was a bed here. And so it's just like hilarious. And then after this location, I left and I decided that I just had to open my own. And they've followed me like consistently throughout uh, my like four salons that I've worked at in Chicago, which is incredible. I actually, one of them, she's been coming to me every two weeks for six years. And it's just like crazy. I see her more than my friends. It's so funny. She is a friend. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, like she's known me when I was like, single into relationships to back to single again. I've known her when she was single into her marriage, and now she's, like, owned a house in Skokie. It's just crazy, like, that whole, like, whirlwind journey of, like, just, you know, yeah.
0: Has she helped you with relationship advice, and have you done the same?
2: Yeah, so it's really funny because we just would always – like have these like funny banters of like so what's the flavor of the week or what's going on now or like you know and it's just because it's so frequent that we see each other uh it was just hilarious like I was with her pretty much when she was going through her entire house purchasing experience even and like things like that she would like give me advice on or and then in relationships I'd be like so what are you going to do for your wedding next and like we would just talk about all these things and same thing she would just be like oh yeah like maybe you should give that person a chance or this or that it's just funny to kind of see like the camaraderie that we kind of built with each other.
0: And let's talk about more about the actual opening of the business. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a guess, but is it named after your initials? Yeah, it
2: is actually. Yeah. My middle initial is Hassan, which is my dad's name. So yeah, Sari Hassan Yono. And so uh, when I approached the idea to my parents, my mom was like, why don't you call it like shy, like C-H-I instead of putting your initials. And I was like, I felt like that doesn't really have much personalization. And this is kind of like, a part of like who i am which is hilarious because i'm the last thing i am is shy so it's just like <laughs> funny that that's like my happens to be my initials but yeah i wanted to kind of like make it sound something that's super different and my biggest fear in the beginning was if it's a salon's called shy do they think that like he's this person that maybe is insecure or if it's for introverted people or something random in that kind of aspect just because the name can make or break so much of a business I feel like in general and so I was just like I'm gonna stick with it see how it goes and if it doesn't work maybe we'll just <laughs> change the name and people
0: like it a lot it's interesting and the logo is really cool as Thank well you.
2: yeah I love like um very industrial different types of like uh shapes and I love architecture in general and so when I spoke with the um A woman who created the uh, logo for me, she was um, designing it and the concept of like almost like a moon that was kind of like, kind of not fully shining in a way. And so she kind of wanted to add these like specks of dust that kind of would like just create more of this like translucent type feeling. And so I loved it because it was something that was super legible for people to read. um, And it was something that was still warm and inviting, but it was also like could be interchanged and like different
0: and you're our first stylist on the show okay so we'll have a lot of questions for you later but um about opening the business itself can Mm -hmm. you talk about what the process was like opening yeah
2: so i literally opened the business in six days and it was crazy i literally um Left the business of that I was in when it was this, when it was the salon before. And when I um, was just driving around uh, like Andersonville, I went into like Ravenswood. And a friend of mine had told me, he was like, You know, there's a, I know you've been wanting to open a business for a while now. There's a location that like is at Montrose and Ashland. Go take a peek. And so when I was driving around, I like had just thought about that in the back of my head. And I drove by. I saw the place, I just kind of like peeked in. And then I called the landlord, and he didn't answer. So I started like driving around again. And then he called me and was like, I'll be there in five minutes. If you want to come take a look. I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. So I went inside. And he was like, I have a few other places if you want to take a peek and kind of see like what's going on. And so I said, I think this will be a great business to kind of start off small and grow out of eventually. But it's a great space to kind of keep myself grounded. And it's going to be local enough to my Andersonville clients that would still want to come over and it's free parking and all that fun stuff. And so I decided to like take on the one-year lease there and then I went back to Michigan uh that weekend to see my parents and I was like telling them about like the business and all that stuff and my dad was like that's insane how are you gonna like open the business and it's just like so much work and all this stuff and he's like how much do you have saved I was like nothing I'm gonna put it on credit cards and we're just gonna go from there and so a lot of money later with credit cards, I literally opened the business and cause I had clients that had already booked at the previous location on that following Saturday. So I just like had to get it going. And so we were up morning, noon and night and I had a couple of friends helping me out. My ex helped me and it was just like, we went to town and the salon has just kind of, we started on Saturday and I was like, let's just do this dry run. I was busy from like 1130 to six o'clock and we just kind of have been going since then and yeah it's just been like a really amazing experience and like I'm the kind of person where I I believe in like feng shui I like changing energy I like switching things up I don't like to keep things where they're at so whenever clients come that haven't been in a while they're like there's a tv now oh there's you moved the desk you did this you did that and so it's kind of fun because like it just kind of keeps people on their toes and then my my client's most favorite attraction is my dog Lola she comes to work with me every single day she's like pretty much sleeps all day but like she's just like that like they say hi to her first before me so when I brought her into the business people were just like they went goo goo ga -ga over her and it was just so excited to like have like some sort of like presence like an energy like that and she's so like calm and chill so it's pretty cool that like people can like you know feel like they can come to a business where it's just like hanging out with a friend in a way you know
0: that's wonderful yeah
1: All right, so let's talk about hair. Yeah. Um, We all have a general understanding about what happens at a hair salon, but we're curious to know uh, about kind of the more involved services on your menu, like keratin treatments and mm-hmm. Brazilian blowouts. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about those?
2: Yeah. So I believe in embracing texture in general and anything that can help you embrace your texture, but make it easier to style. I really do believe in. So my whole philosophy from beauty school into when I moved to Chicago and the first salon I worked at was like a departmental life salon. Um, it was like either you cut or you color. And my whole career before then I was always doing both. And so something that I wanted to have people feel like was they don't have to hop around from person to person they could just go see one person get everything done and it's going to be a, a really awesome experience so for me i um, growing up middle eastern i've always had like curly kinky frizzy hair it's just something that's just i was born with and i uh, being in michigan all of our clients were the same way and so we always had to come up with little shortcuts to be able to make the blow dry time go by faster or like hold the style longer so keratin treatments and brazilian blowouts are treatments essentially that help with it's a styling aid so this aid will help reduce your blow dry time by 50% and it reduces 100% of your frizz and then in the same regard i have clients with more fine smooth hair and I do body waves which is classically known as a perm but they're not as like kinky coily as they used to be they're more of like that beautiful s shape pattern and those are also anti-frizz and help reduce the blow dry time so that actually is a pretty large request um in summertime because people love to have that beautiful beach wave without having to use a ton of product to achieve it and uh all my products are 100% natural so they're all like I keep in mind that like I've had a lot of clients that have had many many surgeries or have had cancer in some ways or a lot of my clients are mothers and they have to keep conscious of like the things that they inhale and if they're breastfeeding they have to be able to be mindful of like what chemicals they're around and so my color line is 98 percent all natural my um product line for um products is redkin which is awesome because they have like a new vegan line which is really great for a lot of clients that love it brazilian blowout is awesome because there is no like gigantic fumes that come out so it's a pretty amazing uh Stride in this beauty industry that like we have all these awesome products that just keep getting better with technology and they make it a lot more safer for clients to be around and for stylists who are standing on their feet all day, inhaling this as they're standing over their clients all day too. So it's really, really awesome to like not feel like, you know, I'm in danger as well.
1: Absolutely. And besides yourself, how many stylists do you have? It's actually
2: just me. So for four years, yeah, I've had a few stylists here and there. Um, Something that I pride myself in is that like in general, I feel like I'm really great at like harvesting energy and like being able to. Uh, feel people out in a way. And something that I'll never sacrifice is my clients. My clients have to always feel comfortable and welcome when they come into the business. And so, whenever I have someone interview or anything like that happens, uh, in the sense of like a possibility of hiring someone, they just have to understand the aesthetic and the philosophy behind my business. My business is to create a safe space for everybody. I am a gender non conforming salon, which means I cut hair by length, not by gender. I never use the word men's haircuts, women's haircuts. I don't. I don't believe in those kinds of things because we live in a huge liberal city that like is so progressive. And being a part of the LGBTQIA+ community, it's something that is really important and it speaks to my heart because people that are in our trans community have this. Uh, stigma of like calling a salon and they just have to identify the gender and I feel terrible about that because it's something that like shouldn't exist I feel like anymore I think that we've gone past this and when I actually turned into a gender non-conforming it was a really smart also business decision because there are many clients who um are in relation to like one gender part, let's just say perhaps uh, um, a woman, she comes in and she has uh, pixie cuts. Uh, I used to charge $65 for that. Now I charge 45 and she's able to come in a lot more sooner. So it actually makes the service more affordable. And then the client doesn't have to identify with any sort of gender specific type of, you know, uh, out- like, yeah, in that way of like, you know, having to say like I am a female I'm a male or whatever it's just like you're a person you're here to get a haircut that's all that's and let's just get to know each other now at this point but that was kind of like my biggest excitement about the business too
0: yeah pigeonholes people you know I mean I my son for instance has when he was growing up had super thick long Mm -hmm. hair and you know and it was like well why is his cut this way and like you know, woman has a short haircut Mm -hmm. and their cut is identified that way. So we really appreciate that you kind of went in this direction. Yeah.
2: Clients love it. I mean, it's something that like, it stands apart. I feel like if a business just kind of stays the way it is from day one, clients can feel that energy. Clients can feel the stylist or clients can feel the owner even if you're just going to a retail location if there's no change up in the business whether it's you change the wall color or you move a chair or you do something people notice when you take pride in your business because you're constantly evolving and you're creating a space that's looking forward to the future people like change surprisingly enough and if you are confident enough as a person to like be able to put forth a suggestion or recommendation people are really really into listening to those kinds of ideas do they always hit well no but it's something that like at least i could say i tried this or i did that you know adding a tv into the salon was something that i decided because I started getting more children in the salon. And so when I started having more kids, it was really great. I put an Apple TV in and I have like cartoons going on and I can actually like focus on the work as well. And the parents can get their hair done and then their kid can just sit and watch TV. Like a small decision like that has made a huge difference. And now clients can actually schedule appointments versus having to constantly go around back and forth like, oh, I can come in only in this time. And if I'm busy, it's nice. I can actually accommodate. So small things like that I feel like are so important to like constantly create evolution for people and being a gender non-conforming salon is a part of that evolution. I feel like most salons should take into consideration because we're missing a huge mark. I feel like a lot of places, when I do speak to my trans clients and I do have them in the salon and I do see them, the first thing they always say is, I always feel uncomfortable. Like one of my trans clients, I was like, Hey, if you want to hang up your jacket over there, feel free to do so. And I could see the discomfort in their eyes. And I was like, Okay, or you can just leave it on. That's totally fine too. Okay, great. And then that literally, just that little bit of like, you know, comfort that they felt opens up a huge like doorway. Otherwise, I could have maybe seen them that one time and then they would have never came back because they felt uncomfortable because i'm you know again pigeonholing them into like a Mm -hmm. specific box which i hate
0: well and it's such an intimate experience like there's touch involved Mm -hmm. you know there's you know maybe some anxiety involved i mean it's about kind of your outward appearance as well so that has to be treated with some sensitivity absolutely
2: i agree and something that like i really take pride in is that like, I try to be as inclusive of everyone as possible. Um, Something that I find really exciting about when you come into the business is that like, whether it's a 30 minute service or an hour service, I always have these questions in my mind of like what I can ask. And I was like, if I have a hard time connecting with a client, what's the first thing I could talk about that we can both have a commonality? And it's food. And so I'll refer to like, oh, what restaurants have you been to? And they'll say, I've been to that place. Even though I've been there, I'll be like, oh, I haven't been. So tell me more about it. Or like, what is your favorite food there? What like, you know, what else can we bond with? And so when you're in like inches of proximity from a client, It's something that like transference happens. And if you come into it with like any sort of judgment or like negative energy, they're going to feel that and they're going to sense it, especially during like the shampoo process or when I'm like, you know, super close and looking at their haircut to determine like where I have to blend or whatever it is. Something like that is super important to kind of always take into accommodation of like or accumulation of like how I feel that day and like where my energy is coming from, because I don't want to have to, you know, transfer anything that's like negative, And then I don't want the client to ever feel like they're not welcome or loved.
1: I think that so much of your insight and the things that you've shared really talk to you, like your previous interest in psychology. So I can mm-hmm. see how like yeah. that was such a smooth transition. It seems like um, it was Really, like the right way to go, and you're so passionate. And another thing that you mentioned um, is that you're an avid yogi and you have a strong spiritual practice. Can you tell us more about that and how you integrate spirituality into your work as a stylist?
2: Yeah, so I'm actually also a yoga instructor. Um, I have been a teacher for about a year now. Um, I got my certification at Core Power Yoga in Uptown, and I when I first moved here, I had um, a bunch of roommates, as most people do when they first move to a city. And one of my roommates worked at Nordstrom's, and he had a friend, um, and she was involved in the yoga for trade program at Core Power. And I would always ask her about, like, you know, what that was. And she was like, you know, you clean the studio, and then in return, they give you like a discount on yoga membership. So I said, okay, I'll try doing that. So I did that for a little while. I just dis- like disconnected from it, and um, after like many years, I decided to come back to yoga again. Uh, was a client of mine that came into the salon, and she's now a really great friend, and she's a yoga instructor at Core Power. And she was like, "You have to get back into it. It's the best way to like, keep your body toned, and like you can also like mentally clear yourself, and it's just a great detox." And I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll try it again. See how it goes this time around." And it was just a whole different experience. I was in a whole different mindset. I had owned the business, and I was not like a this like starving, you know, like brand new to the city like person anymore. It was like I finally created some form of like stability in my life. And so when I started doing yoga, I decided I like started to really pay attention to my breath. And something that is really amazing about yoga is it allows you to connect your body and your mind with your current state. So a really great thing that in yoga a lot of we talk about a lot of what we talk about is using our breath in our practice. There's like something that's like an open mouth exhale and then there's like a closed mouth exhale where you breathe through the back of your throat. And all these different kinds of breaths create different feelings and um, they allow you to really push through a lot of difficulties in your life. And going through those kinds of moments are really important when you can harvest your breath because a lot of people will have loss they they have a loss of control if you think about it when your anxiety or something is happening you probably end up breathing a lot quicker and so to be able to like just close your mouth and breathe in through your nose and then breathe out through your nose it's an amazing way to ground yourself so small little tips and tricks like that are amazing and so what i've learned is when I'm in the business and I'm behind the chair, if so much is going on or if it's a really busy day, I'm able to integrate like my breath into my practice as well as into my business and when clients, are super excited or something is happening or whatever it's kind of a really cool way to kind of stay cool calm and collected and then also harvest the energy in general because being on my feet all day and having that energy transference all day when i'm done i'm wiped it's exhausting i mean you're really like putting forth so much energy connecting with multiple people some people i've seen for like my one client for six years another client is maybe brand new so i kind of have to like turn it on a little bit more just to really engage and like be excited that they're in the salon? Why did they choose to be there? Things like that. So it's really amazing how yoga can integrate with everyone's life. And I know that so many people say that they can't do it, but there's a reason why it's called a practice. It really is. Like every single day, it's a whole different experience on the mat. And I love teaching people because I get to learn things from my clients and I get to take that into my everyday life. And then every time I teach a class, we have to create an intention because this is how we connect with our students. And so it's an amazing way to really be able to connect with people on a whole different level and all different walks of life, which is amazing. But yeah, I love doing it. I also became... um, a Reiki healer last year as well too, which is a really amazing Japanese form of healing using touch and energy. So all my shampoos are infused a little bit of Reiki love and that's a really great way to make you feel super at ease. It removes stress, it removes anxiety and fun things like that kind of really set you apart from like your standard salon that you go to and then they're there to collect your money you do whatever you have to do and then get out. I really want people to feel like they are a part of something and it's amazing to see the kinds of conversations we have at my salon just because I really do care about connecting with people. I love learning stories. I always ask a ton of questions. And when I was a kid, my dad would always like narc on me for it. he's like, why do you ask so many questions? Why do you need to know this and that? And it's like, because I genuinely care. And I think it's something that like you can take so much from other people in this world. And I want to be able to give that back to
0: Well it sounds like such a different experience. Do you ever have like a crossover of clients where there's more than one in your space at a time?
2: Yes, I do. And when that happens, um, my clients are—they're so funny. They like—they know how like quick and efficient I am at the same time, and so they know that like I'm like a well-oiled machine. I have like an online booking system that I use, and so everything is like pre-booked. Uh, people generally are not waiting. My clients usually are early, and they know that because I finish early, they can get in earlier. Things like that are really, really beneficial because um, I try really hard to not be a walk-in type salon because I really want people to feel like um, the the time is committed just for them specifically. And then when I'm in the chair and someone does walk in, I hate to take away from their experience by having to pause, but it's understandable. People are inquiries or they inquire as they walk by or something like that happens, which is really great. And because I don't have a receptionist and I don't have like an assistant, I have to kind of do everything myself. So I'm doing the towels, I order, I pick up the products before I go to work. I just I do it all. And it's like one of those things where I kind of can't dwell on it too much. I have to kind of just accept it and just go on and then make it like the best experience I can for anybody. So it's a lot that I go through every single day, but it's awesome. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I always say that my business is the best rest of my life. So it's pretty great.
0: And how often are you teaching yoga classes?
2: Right now, I'm teaching two classes per week. Um, I was teaching four, but I decided to take a little bit of a break just to really focus in on the business as well. And... Um, Just kind of focus on being able to create more experience in the business as well by either adding more services or being able to um, find a way to kind of create a more of a niche market. And something that I want to do is be more uh, available like when it comes to being in the public more. I want to really broadcast the business a lot more. I want to advertise it. And I want to like branch out for a lot of people. And truly, my goal is to hire staff. And eventually, I would like to expand I want to open a wellness center where we do yoga, massage, facials, manu's pedis, we do the whole shebang, all under one roof where it's kind of like a really beautiful mind, body and spirit experience. So if I was to do something like that, I really have to like be able to advertise the business out. And so it's, I'm still learning to this day, like more things I could do to kind of help grow the business.
0: And how wonderful that would be for the city of Chicago to have an inclusive space like that for people to come in and, and do that body work as well and, and feel welcome.
2: Yeah, I think that that's something that I want to be different with is that just because you identify a certain way doesn't mean you don't have a home. And many people in the queer community just sometimes feel a little bit lost or they feel like they have to tiptoe around certain conversations because there might be someone in the salon that maybe might not wanna hear that language or something like that. And so I wanna be able to create a space where truly any and every person can feel welcome and safe and feel unfiltered as well. Whatever they're feeling, whatever they're going through, they have a listening ears that truly do listen. And I have clients still to this day that I've done their hair for many years. And I'll pull up a conversation in my head from like maybe months ago or a year or two ago and they'll say, I can't believe you still remember that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, of course, I still want you to feel heard. I Just because I've been doing your hair for this long doesn't mean that every time you sit in my chair, I'm not going to ask you, so what are we doing today? And one of my clients asked me, they were like, why do you ask me every time? I always like the same thing. And I was like, because I took a class once and the, the hairstylist I was educating said, Every single time someone sits in your chair, you have to ask, "What are we doing today?" or like, "What do you want to change?" or "What's going on?" And the reason is because if a client feels like they're gonna get the same haircut every single time, and they feel like they're just gonna be, they could potentially feel like stuck, and they feel like there's no potential opportunity for change. So sometimes uh, a client will come in, and I'll be like, "So what are we doing today?" And they're like, "You know what? I actually saw a picture, and I think that that might look kind of cool." And I'm like, "Pull it up. Let's take a look and see what's going on." And then they have like this idea and this moment where it's like, I can actually do something different. This is great. My hairstylist really does care and listen and want the best for my outside experience or um, outside appearance. And then as well as giving me a really cool experience in the salon to make me feel better on the inside too. So I think that's really important is like always being able to curate the change.
1: That's really great. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Since you've um, kind of relatively joined the chamber recently in July, can you tell us what made you want to be a part of the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce?
2: Yeah, so I have a friend, I'm just going to shout her out, (laughs) Margot. She um, is incredible. We've been really, really close friends um, after I started working at a salon that was in Roscoe Village. And she told me about the Andersonville podcast and I was talking to her more about that and she was like yeah you need to like look this up this is really great I'm not really the the hugest podcast person um there's just like no time unfortunately I wish there was more and yeah so, I mean you just told your you're story really you're busy. Busy. very yeah. busy. <laughs> Which is great. I'm like, I, I might want to like be more of like an active podcast listener, but um, yeah. And so when she told me about it, I was like, you know, I've heard of like Chamber of Commerce types of experiences. I've never like joined one. And so I would love to just kind of find out more about that. And so when I contacted the chamber, I had um, asked about the podcast in general and they were like, yeah, this is a really great tool that we offer to help kind of like put you in the forefront to kind of have people listen to your story, see why this sets you apart in comparison to other people. And I love that experience. And then on top of it, the really cool thing about the chamber is that it puts me in the forefront of all of these businesses and restaurants and retail locations that I go to all the time because I live in Andersonville as well. And I'm like, the the backyard is literally Clark Street for me. And it's amazing that like all these businesses that I've like loved and I aspire to go to because I want to support anybody that's local the really cool thing about them is like I get to actually co-mingle with the owners of these businesses and actually get to see the face behind their business. And it's kind of fun because I'm kind of, my business is on the outskirts of like where Andersonville is. Cause it's kind of like Ravenswood uptown Andersonville border. So it's like, I'm kind of further away from all of the fun Clark street action. So to kind of introduce myself and be like, yeah, I'm kind of your neighbor in a way I'm just like down the road there. And this is kind of like how I, you know, have my business aesthetic and I felt like the chamber really embraces and understands like people that or businesses that want to be different and put themselves out there in a really unique way and I'm all about thinking outside the box I mean I really like I have this saying where I'll never say no to an experience whether it's uh discounting a service or giving away free items or like you know Uh, anything I could do to put the business on any form of platform, I'll do it. I believe in investing in the business and giving of my time in order to feel like I've uh, been able to receive something greater in the, in the, the end result, which is awesome because I feel like a lot of businesses are really prone to uh declining a lot of like uh investment opportunities whether it's like you know paying money for let's say a chamber of commerce situation or like you know donating towards an event or something like that and it's one of those things where sometimes you just got to have to put yourself out there because you never know what those experiences are and that's something literally I think on day 1 of beauty school pretty much was never say no to any client because you never know what that client could produce you know like and never judge a client either because the client that sits in your chair They might look like they might not be a millionaire, but they could be. You don't know what their story is. You don't know what they've gone through or who they know or whatever it is. And so I find it super important to like always be looking for something to promote and educate people.
0: Well, you're such an inspiration and would you be able to offer any advice to maybe some up and coming entrepreneurs kind of looking yeah. into what would be your I biggest love piece this. of advice? This is so
2: much fun for me. I love it. I always say I'm like a really good street smart person, but I'm not really good book smart wise. Because like I, my dad, like he was such a great person to instill like um, what it's like to uh, want to continuously own businesses. And my dad has owned many of them in like my lifetime. And so something that I've always told people is you just have to go for it. And it's something that's really important where a lot of people want to hold on to like, a part of the past, aka, what they're trying to evolve from. So like, let's say you're working at some place right now, and you want to open your own business, but you're like, okay, I'll give like, I'll work here full time and then kind of slowly inch my way towards like full time being in that business. If you can't delegate your time to that business and really invest in it you won't see the full growth I feel like of the business you have to really just like go in head first and I had this conversation recently and I said to my friend I would rather leave a job to sacri- like in order to like have my sanity rather than sacrifice my like happiness and my energy just by going to a place I'm not happy at. And so if you're not happy with something that's in your life and you want to create change, people want to hear your story. One, people are so in love with helping someone that's local. I think number two, I think that's something that's super important because people that are opening local businesses will always think of the consumer because those people are going to be in their backyard, essentially. And they're going to be the ones that really give like their top dollar to you. And I think that's something that's super important is just like taking that risk is just the biggest step and it's going to be stressful. It's going to be tough and it's going to be so worth it, you know, and at the end of the day, do you really want to live that coulda, woulda, shoulda life? Or do you want to just say that you put yourself out there and you tried and you never know what could happen?
0: Well, now we've reached the point in our show when we ask our guests mm-hmm. which Andersonville business would you like to trade places with for the day <laughs> right. and why? Oh my
2: gosh. That's tough.
0: As a fan of Andersonville.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly Kalo. Yeah, I love Italian food. And they're my favorite Italian in the whole city. Um, it was one of those restaurants that like when I was working um, in Andersonville, I like had a friend that like was I was working with and was like, let's go to this restaurant. And I was like, yeah, sure. I love Italian food. Let's go. And I just fell in love with the atmosphere. And I love the management there. They always like say hi. And like, they always know what I'm ordering. And it's just like so funny, like how Like, I've never had that happen in a restaurant. Yeah, coffee shop, sure. Like, they'll know what your order is, those kinds of things. But for, like, a restaurant to really know that. So, like, you know, I have an allergic reaction to shellfish. So, it's, like, really really great that they, like, cater to those kinds of things. And so, I want to be a part of a business that also, like, loves their, like, patrons just as much as I do. I think that's super awesome. And that's, like, a great, um, huge quality in that company and, like, in that restaurant. It's just that, like, that's what keeps me going back over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's always so interesting when, when places remember your coffee order. And I had this one experience once where normally I get the same thing. But I think one day I walked in like wanting to get something else. But then they were like, here's your order, you know. And I was like, wait, today I want to try something new. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. And that's kind of where it's at, too, is like if going back to the idea of like if a client comes into the salon always give them the option to play with something new maybe they had an idea that was laying dormant and then that one time they hear you say what are we doing today it unlocks this really cool inspiration in them and then they might like maybe unlock a new service maybe a client has always said like i have really really fine hair and i don't know what to do to make it thicker but like we keep doing the same haircut and it's like have you considered getting extensions done that's just like another opportunity for you to expand on the business and as far as like offering another uh service to the client and stuff like that so i think it's really great to just keep pushing keep educating and keep like learning to grow more and more
0: i'm curious about this whole soft wave thing because i was one of those people growing up like i actually had one perm in my life when i was nine Mm -hmm. and it was actually in michigan at my grandmother's salon Mm -hmm. but it was like i'm curious to know about the the difference of the process between what was you know State my age, yeah. uh, you know, many years ago, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. and then so, today.
2: So many of the chemicals used to create the like soft wave/slash perm concept is so different now. I mean, a lot of, um, I had a client that came in the other day and uh, he wanted to get soft waves in the top of his hair, and the sides are always like shaved down, but he's always had straight hair, but he's trying to grow it out. And he showed me a photo of this model that had like really gorgeous curly hair. And he was like, I would love to do that. Like, What kind of curling iron do I wanna buy or whatever? And I was like, instead of adding all this heat, why don't you try like this body wave? And he was like, you mean a perm? And I was like, yeah, but like not grandma style. You know, it's like totally different now. It's like more modern. And we use these like really awesome foam rollers that are awesome at not creating any tension on the scalp. So you don't have any sort of like discomfort, which is great. Also that really very pungent odor that like was there back in the day because these products are literally ammonia free which is like a chemical that like creates so much more fragrance that is unnecessary all these products now are going ammonia free or going vegan and going all natural like there's aloe vera in the solution that i use now and there's also uh green tea extracts so things like that just to try to keep educating myself on what brands are out there what people are Uh, expecting when they are getting these kinds of chemical services that do cost a lot of money, but they want to have like beautiful, soft feeling hair afterwards. And that's kind of the biggest difference now is like finding trends and products that can create a really beautiful end result without having the hair feel compromised. And that's the biggest difference is you're not gonna feel irritation on your scalp, your eyes are not gonna burn, the whole salon's not gonna smell really bad. You're not gonna go home and wash your hair and have this really strange fragrance in your shower. Which or the is huge. Uh, the
0: um legally what was it? Legally blind yeah. moment when she yeah, yeah, like yeah. When did you, can't you, wash your term, your hair? you wash your hair. You washed
1: your hair. Exactly.
0: Do you, you still wanna, have
1: to do that? Do you still have to I always, now? you know what's
2: so funny? Uh, there are some things that are just so ingrained in me from beauty school. It's one of those things where even if the com- uh, the company says like, they can wash their hair immediately. It's one of those things that's just ingrained. I'm like, you know what? Just wait 48 hours. Let your cuticle just calm down. But uh, technically, no, you don't have to wait. I just always recommend it. Even if a hair color, same thing. It's just like, I just gave you this gorgeous blowout. You might as well just enjoy it for a few days. And then like, let your hair just kind of... Of hang out. And so, but yeah, no, necessarily you don't have to like wait anymore, which is really great. Yeah. But like, that's the kind of the goal is like to find things that like will make people want to come see you because you're trying something different and you're achieving the same end result without having like. A really uh, uncomfortable experience, you know, because the salon is small, and it's just me and my dog and the client. So you want to create an environment where like no one feels put out. Like if another stylist was to come into the business, and I was doing like a Brazilian blowout or like a perm or something, you don't want their client to feel uncomfortable and be like, Oh, my God, this place like smells really weird, or something is weird, like, you know, that could also put off a client in general. So the fact that we're always keeping into... The idea of like keeping the air clean and keeping the salon a really great place as far as like finding products that like are safe for everybody um, is really, really important for me too.
0: Well, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. We've learned a lot. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Shy Hair Studio, please visit shyhairstudio.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org.